0: My friends, this is your favorite half orc barbarian, Chud. Chud likes stories, and nobody does stories like the gang at Strange New Worlds. They're almost as good as my bard buddy, Sig Daddy. Hey, hey, hey! His name is Sig Dad. Sig Dad. Shut up, Anyways, you can go to their website. What's a website? Okay, so don't know what it is. And download free adventure shops, and other goodies. You can even give them some money, too. They got a free pet shop. You know Chud loves pets. You can even get my favorite adventure of all time, The Quest for Booze. That's the one where I met my best friends, Sario and Day-Day. Hey, hey, hey. His name is Diego. Shut up, ballin'. He's my best friend. Hey, is that my echo fish in your pocket? Uh Uh-oh. That's my cue to go. Oh, come here, you stinker. Everyone else, go to snwproductions.com today. FABOOSE! FABOOSE!
1: Welcome to Legend Lore uh, brought to you by Strange New Worlds Productions. Uh tonight we're doing something a little special. Uh we're actually flying a couple members short. We don't have Dungeon Master Rockfist with us tonight, nor do we have uh, what was what did he, what did he name himself last time? No, no, it was something else. It was like Overlord Cody or something oh, like that. Chaos. Oh, Agent of Chaos Cody is not with us tonight. And uh, but we do have to my right, uh DM Popatine, which is appropriate for tonight, kids. And to my uh Actually, that's my left. Is it
2: my right? Uh, DM Osborne here.
1: All right. And uh, tonight we have a guest on and one we're very excited to have with us. Uh, we have talked quite a bit in the past about our love for the Star Wars 5th edition and the campaign that Matt is running. And we covered it extensively in the sci-fi episode we just did. And tonight we have uh, Gally with us. Uh, do you do you want us to go with Galley tonight? Uh,
3: Gally or Steven, he's just fine.
1: All right, Stephen. Okay. Well, Steven is is kind of the the uh, the zeitgeist that got this all going together tonight. So he agreed to come on and talk to us a little bit about Star Wars Five E, and uh, we're we're happy to have him. And so we have some questions. Uh, I guess that let's get started with. How did the the Star Wars Five E project get started? And can you give us kind of a brief history of, of Star Wars Five E itself? Yeah,
3: yeah. So this is also going to be kind of like my history of D and D. So nice, perfect, like, perfect. Great. Whenever 5th Edition came out, like six months before 5th Edition, Edition came out, I got invited to do a 3.5 campaign with my buddy Ross. He homebrewed, he a first-time player, uh, complete, completely inept. We played like a dozen sessions, and then 5e came out. We adapted to 5e, played about a dozen more sessions, the campaign fizzled out. Uh, from there, I became the forever DM for a group of like four friends, and I DMed through Lost Minds at Vandilver. And then I ran a campaign based around Baldur's Gate. And then from there, I was like, well, you know what? Let's try something different. And I can write out Star Wars for 5e. So the same rules, I'll write out some new stuff. And we can play like that. And so they were all about it. So I spent like three or four weeks writing out the first version of Star Wars 5e. And it's so bad. I still have it. It's really funny. <laughs> so this, this this was like seven years ago, six years ago. I don't even remember at this point. So we played a campaign uh, for like... Six months. It was fun, and then it just kind of fizzled out. We stopped playing, and I kind of put this aside. And then about three years ago, uh, three years ago, I started an office job, which had a lot of idle time, and so I started working on this in full force again. And I put about three months into it, and then released it publicly in June of 2018. And now we're here.
1: Nice. Wow. Yeah. And and now now correct me if I'm wrong, because uh, we we you know we've been playing. How about long? How, how long, Matt? No, we've been doing. I mean,
4: pretty close. I would say we probably started in, I think, 2019 or maybe 2020.
1: Okay, so it's Uh, been a while. 2019 for sure. It's been a while. So and so. to my understanding, I think to our understanding, it seems like, has this become a kind of a collaborative effort now? Is there a lot of other people contributing to this? Or is this still mainly just your baby?
3: No, no, no. It's very much a collaborative effort now. So like, um, for instance, right now on a weekly basis, I release character options. I release expanded content, which is typically like a species, an archetype, a background, feats, stuff like that. For most of the character option stuff, I don't really write that anymore um, unless I get like a burst of inspiration and I might bang a couple of them out. But mostly I rely on the Discord members that's what they like to do they like to create and then i'll go over and review things and polish them and make sure they're kind of in keeping with the theme and then from there i release it with their credit
1: oh that's nice that's 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 very cool so do you do you have kind of a crew you work with as far as on discord or is it kind of just a lot of different people
3: it's a lot of different people so there's moderators uh there's the jedi council appropriately named the mods there's like (laughs) 12 of us i think give or take Um, So they're the people that get more say into big overarching decisions. And then there are ranked members on the Discord too. There's Knights and Padawans appropriately for Jedi. Um, And then everybody, anybody who wants to work on anything can. I encourage everybody to just write whatever you want and I will take a look at it eventually. And if it's good, I'll adapt it, and people get pretty excited about me doing that. So it works out for me too, because I don't have to do any work.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, we've got uh, we've got five of us at uh, SNW here creating content right now. So I can imagine. You know, I, I've done a lot of homebrew myself over the years, and and just doing everything by yourself sometimes, especially when you got you know your day job and everything else. That can that can get
2: very right. very grueling. Can kick your ass. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: My day job is very easy. I do like two hours of work a day, so I just still sit on my computer all the time. But now I'm at home, so I can play video games and stuff instead of writing. So I, my my discipline has tapered off over the last year. So. <laughs>
2: You're a lucky guy. It's
1: the hidden, the, the hidden benefits yeah. of COVID? Or?
3: Yeah, I, <laughs> yep, exactly
1: right. Uh, Matt, did you have something you wanted to ask? Oh, uh,
4: I mean, I guess I have just one question about the ranks. Is there anybody who is granted the rank of master, but can't sit on the council.
3: (laughs) Yes. Yes. There's two. So I'm the grandmaster for, I am the one, the only, and then there are Jedi (laughs) masters and then there are Jedi councilors. So there are
2: people on the Jedi Council who do not have the rank of master. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, man. Oh, man. So I, I just have to ask, like, what inspired you to create this homebrew? Like, what was the thing? Was it just that you guys love Star Wars so much or that you really wanted to play that? Like, what, what came to you that made you do this project? Because it's quite the endeavor, especially with what out, what's out there now and the several books and website compilation you have. It's incredible.
3: Right. Um, so uh, yeah. So again, it was that playgroup I had like six or seven years ago and I don't really remember. So I wrote, I mean, I ran through Lost Minds of Phandelver, got a pretty good idea of what I was doing. And then I wrote a homebrew campaign based around Baldur's Gate games. Oh. Um, and so from there I kind of had like dipped my foot in the water and I wanted something different rather than fantasy and me and, uh, one of the, one of the players, Ricky are both like diehard star Wars fans. Um, so I think that was probably it. So just like adapting the existing rule set to star Wars. And I had no intention of like publishing it, releasing it publicly at all. It was just for the six of us. And then when I started this new job three years ago, it took off. Awesome,
1: man. Did somebody encourage you to, 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 to release it to the world?
3: No, I, I, so the, that first three months I was just bored. And like, I just didn't know what to be doing with my time because I didn't have any work to do. And so I just like revisited it. So at some point before, I should say I guess in between that six years and three years ago, I had transcribed all of the fifth edition players handbook into a website called Home Brewery, if you're oh, familiar wow. with it. Oh, yeah, it like I lets do. you render. Yeah, a, yeah. yeah. So like I did that when I was really bored back home before before a move. Um so I had all of that work done. So what I did is I just like started a GM binder account, migrated it all over and then just started tweaking all the things that were necessary.
1: That's awesome. I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, we're, we're. I think we're all familiar with homebrewery, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a bit. So Keenan and I are at here. We're kind of the two homebrew guys at the, at our table of uh, five DMs that we have running right now. We got kind of a rotation going. Uh, and so I, that's one of the things I absolutely loved when I first came across Star Wars Five B was I'm like going, oh man, somebody homebrewed this stuff. This is
4: fantastic work. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we there's like. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say we were actually cuz they all wanted to kind of play a Star Wars game and I really wanted to kind of uh, do a, be a dungeon master of a Star Wars game. So what kind of boiled down to was kind of finding that content. And the only thing that I could find at the time is I didn't do a, I didn't do a lot of research, but um, I had played in the past. I'd played Wizards of the Coast 2007 edition. Um so I thought about doing that and then I heard about the new edition of the Edge of the Empire which has kind of got a, a unique uh, rule set and kind of how you roll the dice and how kind of successes and uh, failures work. And so that's what we we're going to go with. And I, I bought the book and then I was uh, on a business trip and Mike just like texted me and said, Matt, check this out. And I checked it out and I was like, this is what we're doing. Like I scrapped the book, I scrapped all the work I've done. We're doing this. Right. That's awesome, man.
3: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm so glad. Like, I'm so glad when people say that and get excited about it. Cause like I'm nobody, right? I'm just some like random nerd living in Kentucky, playing video <laughs> games, like drinking beer. So like when people like tag me and they're like, Oh, we discovered this project, it's awesome, me and my friends are enjoying it, like that's really cool, man. Yeah, yeah. It's so awesome to hear that every time.
1: That's gotta feel good. Oh well, hey, we're just some We're just some random nerds who decided to become professionals at what we do too, and we're <laughs> yeah. sitting here talking to you, smoking uh, yeah. cigars, drinking beers, and making
2: a podcast. And I think this is a glorious thing. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. The fact that we can all get together through this is great. Yeah. Um, wh- why'd you choose Fifth Edition? Like, just because what you're used to?
3: Yeah. So I think I. So this is like I think I played Saga like 15 years ago, but I honestly don't mm-hmm. really remember oh, any wow, of yeah. it. And then I played yeah, and then I played Edge of the Empire once, and it was fine. It just was what it was. So really, the whole thing was that I understood Fifth Edition, you know, pretty well, having DM'd it for about a year before I started this. So I just wanted to basically the, the goal from the start was that my players wouldn't have to learn a new rule set. The basic mechanics would be the same. It's just you know certain things are different.
2: Yeah, you could flavor so it. So that uh, that was
3: the goal. Cool. Yeah,
1: nice. that's yeah. that's that's one nice thing about Five E is I do think it's very adaptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in the middle of a campaign I'm running called Dark Kingdom which is kind of my it's 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 5e but it's hardcore 5e it's a, it's a little nod to the old school systems
2: it's all advanced 5e
1: little advanced 5e and uh homebrew to a thing a horror game called hell squad which is all just 5e but it's you know crazy but it's so easy to take these rules and just add the flavor and and, and adjust the mechanics appropriately and what you've done a fantastic job of, by the way
3: I appreciate that yeah one of my one of my uh, masters uh, this guy Rick he actually uh, I don't think this is the appropriate term anymore, but like Lovecraft, mm. he runs a Lovecraft campaign using the Star Wars 5e rule set and like some tweaking for appropriateness. But I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Oh, that is cool. Yeah. Uh, our, uh, Jonathan, who's not with us in ADM Rockfist, he uh, he did actually one shot for us. I mean, we, same thing. It was kind of a Lovecraftian thing. It, it's just such an adaptable rule set. Uh, but were there any other rule sets uh, in running for consideration, or it was just straight like I know it's going to be 5e?
3: Yeah, no, no, there was never anything else. Since I like never, it never intended it to be public. I was just doing it for my group of friends. The whole point was use the 5e rule set, but play a completely different kind of campaign. That yeah. was the that was the point from the get go.
1: That that's cool. I love that, man. I think that's that's just that's brilliant. And I, to be honest, man, when when I first stumbled across this, I was like, it's, we were trying to figure out what are we can run. And I'd planned the fantasy flight a little bit too, and it just didn't do anything for me. And so when I stumbled across this and I started reading, I was like, man, I'm a little jealous. I didn't think about this.
3: It's, I mean, it's got like four or 5,000 hours of work out of me at this point. So I don't know how <laughs> jealous you want to be of that. Right, right. Yeah. Like, uh, So like, again, the writing. So like, most of the expanded content stuff comes from my followers, but all the core mechanics stuff is basically me. Uh, the only real separation, so there's the four books right now, um, Starships of the Galaxy I've divorced from a little bit, uh, one of the moderators, Rick, the one I mentioned before, actually, and this guy, Drake, on my Discord, those are the, like, the two main writers on that now, um, so I, I, I wrote a lot of it back in early versions, but not so much now, but like Wretched Highs, Wretched Highs is 100% me. Uh player's handbook is the majority of that. It's me beyond what's just like basic 5D stuff. And then I'm working on a fifth book right now called Galactic Stronghold, oh. uh, which will be exactly what it sounds like. Right. Awesome. And then <laughs> there will be a sixth book as well, but that's not intended.
1: Did you ever play any of a uh, West End games, D6, Star Wars? Nope. No, that's awesome. Because that's, you know, this is kind of what this, re- it doesn't it doesn't remind me because it's not the same thing, but the fact that you were releasing some really strong content and so much background stuff. That's that. That's what reminds me of the old D six uh, Star Wars from West End Games. Is because they were kind of like you. They 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 just keep coming up with these great books just over and over. And that's that. And then and the flavor that you guys are, are throwing into everything is fantastic.
3: Yeah, I'm glad you guys like it. I'm I'm very mechanics oriented, so like I, I focus on uh, big picture, but like I also like focusing on. So uh, one of the things I'm doing right now is I'm planning on doing a video series to explain certain mechanical interactions because oh, nice. I've got a. I've got a new customization set coming out, okay. I'm going to back up a little bit. So, fighting styles in 5e are boring, and they're just flat numbers, and they're antithetical for bounded accuracy, and I hate them. Agreed. So, I reworked fighting styles for Star Wars 5e, and they're all just, like, very bonus action intensive, and they're more about enabling a play style and not just, like, a passive bonus to that play style to make them more engaging. Oh, I love that. And yeah. then fighting styles have masteries, um, which just build on the style, but you only, you don't need them. They're complementary. So, I'm also working on right now a, weapon, uh, a set called Weapon Focus and Weapon Specializations, and so I'm going to do a video explaining about how all of that will interact because they all touch different layers of combat. So they don't like congest each other. They all do different things, but they work synergistically. So I'm like very excited to get that done.
1: That's very cool. That actually kind of leads into a question that Matt had for you too.
4: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it, I'm guessing that this, that might be the case of this, this actually mechanic you're making now, but uh, I guess what, uh, when you're making the Star Wars 5E maybe in the beginning or as it's gone forward, what has been, I guess, your favorite mechanic or most unique mechanic that you've made that you just love?
3: Um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to answer two, I'm going to give two answers to this. So my favorite homebrew that I've written as a part of this whole project and in general is a uh, background feed. Um So this was something that actually got suggested to be probably six years ago. Five years ago, I don't know. So, some we were, I was talking to you on Reddit about it. I was like, Oh, that's a really good idea. Take feats, give, or take backgrounds, give them an option for feats. Just none of the power gaming feats, you know, it adds a little more character customization at first level, but it doesn't really like improve the power of characters too much. Um, and then like I, I couldn't figure out how to do it. A month later, the, the UA, the Unearthed Arcana for skill feats came out, and I was like, Oh, this is perfect. So then I went back and redid it for all the 5e backgrounds. Uh, so that's probably my favorite homebrew, and it works really well in Star Wars 5e.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's something that I um, think it lacks fundamentally. And when they did the UA thing, it's great. I think it's going to be applied really well. Well, it's been applied really well in your Star Wars 5th edition. I'm excited to see what your weapon specializations yep. are going to be like.
3: I'll send you the link. It's, it's, it's privately public right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. there's, a channel, there's a channel on the Discord for ranked members and for the patrons that they get to view content that I've finished but not published yet. And so it's, it's, it's finished there. So you can, I can actually send it to you. Yeah,
2: drop us uh, a so the,
3: like, But the whole idea, right? It's like, so fighting styles. All right. So my favorite homebrew ever, and otherwise, my favorite mechanic is I, I really like the new fighting styles. So stepping back again, 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 um, 5e action economy, right? So you have an action, a bonus action, a reaction is not very well utilized in 5e. Like everybody has an action, but not everybody has a bonus action. And like basically the only reaction people have is opportunity attacks. I was thought that was really weak. So, like, fighting styles generally enable, yeah, fighting styles, my fighting styles enable a bonus action, and most of my fighting masteries enable a reaction, and then the the weapon stuff, yeah, and then the weapon stuff is going to add new attack replacers is really what it is, so, like, grappling, you take the attack action, instead of attacking, you grapple, so new weapon stuff enables that, so they all, like, work on top of each other really well. Oh,
1: you know what I'm thinking right now? I'm thinking, uh, so Cody uh, is our very uh, mechanic-heavy, mechanics-heavy member here at SNW and I'm thinking he's going to listen to this conversation and wish he was a part of it. <laughs>
4: <That's> <laughs> so definitely something as a, as a DM I'm like that I'm I, I'm very jealous of my players because I would love to play, a, you know, a Star Wars game as a character. I have many characters that I would like to make. Number 1 would be an Ewok Jedi. Um, but <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm very very jealous of them uh, getting to kind of get dig into that fighting style thing but uh, I'm sure that there will be some enemies that you guys have to fight that have the same thing <laughs>
1: well, well you know my character Zane's gonna have to do that because you know unless he's behind the unless he's in the pilot seat he's not
2: very effective in combat at all <laughs> You're gonna have to specialize then <laughs> yeah
1: yeah. I, I love that I love that idea I, mean, I can't wait to read that that's gonna be great so um, where do you see Star wars 5e going in the next year or so do you see system as a constantly evolving organism or is there time that we'll see like a, a very definitive edition?
3: Um, so the player's handbook is mostly done. And I've said this like 10 times that the player's handbook is done and then I keep <laughs> tweaking it. Right. But uh, I have one more big release I want to do um, August, September, give a, give or take. And it's not so much upheaval. It's just a lot of consolidation. So for instance, um, like lightsaber forms is another thing I'm, I'm fond of, but right now there's 12 lightsaber forms in the player's handbook. And then there's four in expanded content. But what I'm doing is I'm making it so that there's going to be 20 forms total Holy and they're God. all going to be in the, in, in the player's handbook. Yeah. Wow. That is, yeah. that, that's, that's a lot. A, that's, that's awesome. Ever. Yeah. That's awesome. Man. Holy cow. And, this, and I'm saying lightsaber forms, just the basic ones, not the guardian archetypes, just the little basic okay. bonus action. Ones. Yeah. Wow. But like, so that's going to be adjusted in, um, this, this next update, we'll be updating all four core books, scum and villainy in particular, the monster manual is getting a huge update. Um, I'm going to be moving a whole bunch of the stuff that's in player's handbook. Um, like, so like barding where you can put armor on horses and stuff like that, Oh, sweet! not super pertinent in the player's handbook. I'm going to move all that information into the scum and villainy where it is more relevant. So there's
1: going to be some scuffling like that, but nothing too huge. Wow. That, wow. I'm, I'm sorry. I, you, you're saying nothing too huge, but you know, every time I read any of the updates, I'm like, oh, that's, this is great. This is awesome. I'm, but I'm also thinking, man, this is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I have like I have like 30 things I want to do in the next month or so, and I'm just like, ah, I'll start next week.
2: <laughs> so you, you speak with a lot of passion, especially about this game, obviously because it's your baby, but also about Star Wars. Um, I was just curious on – how are you exposed to Star Wars? you have like a specific childhood memory or something in general that really invokes where your passion drew from? Cause you have a lot of nuanced information. You obviously have pursued the expanded universe quite a bit to get some of this information. Uh,
3: yeah. So like, um, I, my, I, my dad or my mom bought me the VHS original trilogy and I watched the shit out of those. And then like collected Star Wars figures as a kid. I couldn't tell you, there's no like one moment where I started loving Star Wars. I would say the biggest, like most, the, the most, uh, Ah, man, I don't know the most important thing that's happened to me with Star Wars was when Star Wars the Old Republic came out the MMO oh, yeah. the, I think I it was 2011 at this point Yeah, so like I I played beta I played it at launch for like a year and a half Like it's awesome and a lot of the mechanics a lot of the setting stuff is inspired from Star Wars the Old Republic because that game is My canon,
2: right? Oh, absolutely. I mean that's one of the best MMO RPGs that's been made in the past decade or oh, for 20 sure. years by far sure. the game's fantastic <laughs> So, so, so I got to ask you this question because, I,
1: because uh, we we range in our ages here. Uh, you know, I I started my my I started with Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, but I was a really young kid, and and my my first really edition that was really mine was Second Edition, really, and and then played through other editions I didn't like so much, and then came to Fifth and fell in love with it. And so we have kind of a wider age range. But when you said that your parents brought bought you the first trilogy on VHS, I have to ask. Was it the unaltered version?
3: Uh, yeah, it was. It was pre. It was the original. Like, and this was. Uh, I'm 35. Um, so this was like 1991. So this is before the special edition would have even existed.
1: Nice, nice. Oh my. Yeah, I've, I've actually got the. I don't have any way to play them, but I actually have those on tape. Yeah. It's the only VHS tapes I have left. <laughs> Good to keep. Good to keep. Right? I mean,
4: yeah, I still have that three VHSs too, uh, the original <laughs> versions, and I have a, a VHS player. If you ever want to borrow it, Mike, you oh can. My,
1: I might have We might have to just have a, a night. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a man cave night where, we're just, where we sit out in the man cave and we're gonna watch some old, 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 old altered Star Wars. OG three man. The OG man. Oh my
2: God, that would be fun. Okay, what's, your, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Then uh, I Strikes back. Easy. Oh okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: we're brothers. We're brothers from ac- uh, across the nation.
2: It's got. I mean, that's the only real yeah. answer. I mean, It is the only real answer. It's the
3: best movie. I
1: mean, there's not even anything close. Yeah, I would agree with you 120%, even though Matt's making a face over here. Now, I will say, I will say... Rogue One is a pretty damn good Star Wars movie, but Empire is the best.
4: Oh, I, I was, I'm was i not going anywhere. Rogue Rogue One is definitely great, uh, but my favorite movie, I don't know, maybe it was when I was a kid or because I saw it when I was if a kid. If you
2: say one, I will punch
4: you. No, for no. <laughs> episode one. <like> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Phantom one. Yeah,
2: Phantom Menace. <laughs> no, no, no.
4: Um, my favorite one was uh, episode six, and I think it's just come from a kid. I love... I love the the Star Wars like the the big massive Star Wars battle that happened right, on the very sure. end. That was for that sure. was iconic for me, and I will say that's number one. in, in Empire Strikes Back is number two. So yeah, okay. that's fair.
3: <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Return hear. of the Jedi would have been the best movie if it had been Wookiees instead of Ux, it, and it had been more like uh,
1: like it was supposed violent. to be. Oh my god, that like it was have supposed fantastic. to
3: be. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would have been that would have been the best movie for sure. Yeah.
1: So when when my uh, just as an aside for our listeners and and, and for Steven too. When my wife and I first started dating 11 years ago, on my very first birthday, she bought me an autographed Revenge of the Jedi poster. Yes, Revenge of the Jedi. One of the misprints. And it was autographed by all the cast and crew and George Lucas. And I knew at that point she was a keeper.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty good gift, man.
1: No kidding, right? Right.
4: Um, I guess I have have one question. is just, uh, you know, you've been working on uh, Star Wars 5e for quite some time. Uh, Definitely have a passion for it. Is there any, are you, are you currently running any sessions with anybody or running any campaigns with it?
3: Uh, no, no. In fact, um, I had a campaign that ended before COVID. I don't like playing D and D online. This is like, I'm very reclusive. Like I'm sitting on my computer 14 hours a day. Like, but I just don't like playing D and D online. It's the only thing I like doing in person. Uh, and my friend group kind of fell apart here and I'm planning on moving it to a new state in the next like month or two. Well,
2: wow. Come um, to the Pacific
3: so Northwest. I just haven't really put any effort. In that one.
1: <laughs> Keenan yeah. says Keenan comes says says come to the beautiful Pacific Northwest because every southerner I know that moves up know. here loves it. <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm going to move to Indianapolis most likely. I can't oh, wow. move to Pacific Standard Time because uh, so my job is fully remote, so I can work anywhere. But time zones actually matter. Oh yeah. Right. So like yeah. if I move to the West Coast, I would have to either like get up at three in the morning every day or.
1: Yeah, or find a new job. Yeah, I, I, we get it, man. Because we had we had a couple ongoing campaigns when COVID hit, and it really derailed us for a while, especially those first three months. And I actually did an online game, which I do not like doing the games online either. Now I will say we had a fantastic time, but it's it just does not make up for the around the table experience. It, you know, it, it's just not yep. the same. It's just the feeling is, is, it's good. It's great. You're playing. And if you've got a good group like we had, because we're be all the, we're all my normal players, but well, not all my normal, some of my normal players. And then we were playing online and it was a good feeling, but man, when we, when COVID restrictions started to get a little lighter and you know, we came back to the table, I, 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 I had not been happier in months at that point.
3: So, so, uh, so. Are all five of you like in the same locale?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. We're all, it, it's kind of it's weird. We, I don't know if we've told her, maybe we've told her story a little bit on maybe like the Zero episode. Yeah, I think maybe. Yeah, so uh, Keenan and I worked together at a cigar shop and uh, we met our buddy John through the cigar shop and just kind of found out that we all had the love for, for Dungeons and Dragons, fantasy, sci-fi, all that stuff. And we had a lot of things in common and then we just kind of became tight and from there we met Matt and from there we met Cody and we've been playing together for five years now six years almost
2: yeah about six
1: about six years we've been playing as a group and in different configurations because obviously we were we got a lot of friends like to play and we're you know we're we've got three different campaigns going (laughs) so so we all these different configurations but kind of at the core as always myself keenan cody john and matt are most at pretty much in every game i think right
2: yeah yeah everything but your online one you did
1: yeah everything everything but my online one matt was in my online one and uh and yeah, so we just we came together and just uh, you know fell, fell in love with each other and then fell in love with playing D and D together. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so so yes, it's, it's it's hard when you when you have groups disintegrate, especially if you've been playing together for a while and you kind of you get in a rhythm, you know.
3: Yeah, this group I have met here. So I live in uh, Kentucky right now. I've been in Kentucky for four years. So I met uh, two of them. I worked with whatever we we played for about a year and then it broke up, um, which I, I was fine with it. I wasn't enamored with the campaign, so. And I was DMing, obviously.
2: Right. Yeah, you're the forever, forever DM. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. I,
1: I will say that right now. I, I've told these guys a million times. And I'm gonna tell them it again. That I feel blessed for the first time in my role playing career. I have played with other DMs in the past, and, it, and it's never been the fun. I've always and then I was always the forever DM for the most of our group. And then after meeting these guys. And realizing that we have similar styles, but we each bring something so individual to the table. But we're all about the collective storytelling. And it's been an absolute pleasure for me to actually get to play again as a character and enjoy myself and have fun in the, in the moment. Because I'm not, go- not going, God, this guy's, this guy's killing me. <laughs> but uh, so, so Yeah, I'm going to have
3: to find a new friend group after I move. No, it's going to hurt.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. it's it's hard. Well, shit, we met we made we made, met Matt. <laughs> John met Matt through Adventurers League.
4: Yep, that was uh that was a, that was awesome actually cuz yeah, I went to just went to my regular session of Adventurers League and I only did it because I just love D&D so much and really love the aspect of role playing. Uh, it wasn't really I mean all the people were great. I had a great made, made some good connections there as well. Um, but then oh, John showed up one night Looked over at me after we were playing like halfway through the session. I think the DM was on a a bathroom break. Looked over at me uh, and uh, another one of our friends named Nathan and just said, Hey, man, you guys want to come to my place and play D&D? And I was just like, I was in my mind, I was like, Oh, well, there's a slight chance I'll get murdered, (laughs) but... It's that My urge to go and play D&D is greater than that little thing that's telling me I'm going to There's
2: a slight chance you're murdered, you know, yeah. one to five percent. But there's a hundred percent chance you're going to play D&D. And then,
1: and then, Stephen, we were all waiting for him. And we all had our robes on and the candles going. I held a, we were, a we, were, we were chanting. Yeah, and he, was, and he knew he was home. One of us. One <laughs> of us. So, so we know what your uh, your favorite Star Wars movies are. So now that we're kind of off topic about the game a little bit I, and getting to know you a little better, I'm also interested. What do you what do you think about you know as far as like the Star Wars TV series and that includes the ma- animated ones. I mean, how do you feel about those? Is there a favorite you have? Something you're uh, you lean too strongly to?
3: I mean, Mandal- Mandalorian obviously. Uh, Live action Star Wars TV is perfect. Star Wars Western is just like on point. Both both seasons of Mandalorian have been incredible. Amen. Um, last season, the Clone Wars was great, and I'm not caught up on Bad Batch. I think I have three or four episodes left to watch.
1: Yeah, I've enjoyed Bad Batch actually a lot. So it's it's um, you know I mean it's definitely in the in the same you know wheelhouse as the other animated series, but I, I think it's got its own kind of flavor too that I really love. So and Matt actually yeah. Matt actually turned me on to that because I didn't even know it was out. <laughs> yep.
4: I have tried <laughs> I to like, convince what? all of them to watch. I mean, because uh, I have uh, the Clone Wars and Rebels. I do know in the beginning they're kind of like a little. They've got a little bit of a. I would say youthful vibe.
2: Yeah. They grew with their audience. Though. Yeah.
4: They definitely grew with their audience. And as you go through, it gets a little bit more, uh, a little yeah, bit more right. deeper and yeah, a little bit better uh, storylines. So another question for you Steven,
1: yeah. is, uh do you have a history in game, game design or did you just kind of fa- fall into homebrewing naturally?
3: No, literally just this project. And then the little bit I did before that's it. And I've never done anything like this. I had no experience with tabletop games really. Even yeah. no, just all this. And even like, It's gotten better now because I put so much work into it. But even if you look at the versions that came out three years ago, they're very mediocre. And you know, it's better than nothing, but it's not good. I think it's good now, but.
1: Well, I, we're, we're always, our, we're always our own worst critics. So, I mean, I, I, I yeah. the, the first version I came out and I'm in, who knows, I'm not sure what we, so we said 2019 probably. Yeah. So I'm not 90. sure what version that was of it, but we were more than pleased with it. So we were very
4: happy with it. We were like, Oh my God, this is exactly what we're looking for. Yep. I had spent like 60 or $70 in those books. the Empire <laughs> and I, was just like, I don't even care anymore. Let's do this. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. so good.
1: Matt's just like, I got money to burn.
3: <laughs> you can print the player's handbook and it comes out really well. I have
1: a copy of it sitting on my, my D and D bookshelf and it fits, it fits in nicely. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of funny cause we're a little, like I said, we're of all ages here. So I think most of us have, have for this game and especially for Star Wars 5e, I think we're mostly looking at digital now, but I know when I first started playing, I printed everything, I printed everything yeah, I course. needed off because that's kind of me. I'm a tactile guy. I like to have that stuff in my hands, but um, right. yeah. So you guys, uh, well, we're getting kind of close you know, usually we run about 30 to 45 minutes, Steven. So, do uh, you guys have any kind of last minute questions for, for Stephen as far as
2: the game goes? You you obviously have a very deep knowledge of Star Wars. So I've asked you what your favorite stuff is. I'm always curious on what people are drawn to about the stories, especially with something diverse as Star Wars. Um, we have talked about the mainstream stuff, the the stuff on the TV screen. But um, and you did mention the uh, Old Republic MMORPG. But uh, do you have another game or a book that you're really drawn to or a specific like story or thread point from anything that's really caught you into it or that? you would recommend to read or play
3: um so i actually have not read that many books uh obviously i played kotor and kotor 2 and those games are incredible they age really poorly but the story is amazing um for the books obviously the timothy zan stuff so like Mm -hmm. the five thrawn books are incredible and like that's what the sequel trilogy should have been but we don't need to get into that (laughs) and i really like the the rogue squadron series that's i think it's nine or ten books and those are very good and that's pretty much all i've read for star wars books i actually haven't read any of the new canon stuff either i keep meaning to and then i don't
4: don't bother i will say if you haven't read the new thron series it's actually very very good i have not
3: is it is there a third series with thron
4: is that did you read the new one that was uh timothy zahn wrote uh recently
3: no then no i because i ran wrote the, i read obviously the original trilogy for thron and then i read the duology that came out later
4: yeah there's Um, a but i haven't
3: read anything recently
4: there is a new there's actually two new series out there's one of his time during the empire and then there's one of his time uh being in the uh, Chiss endacy and both series of.
3: oh that's right i knew that
4: yeah they're both really great uh i will say and timothy zahn wrote both series don't quote me on that but i'm uh pretty sure i know he wrote the first one i don't know if he wrote the second one but they're really good
1: yeah, I, no, I would. I probably shouldn't known that too. But I, as much as I read, but I didn't even realize that either, dude. That's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. at some
3: point I'll go through and read all of the the new canon books because there's only like a dozen. It wouldn't take that long.
1: No, no, it wouldn't take that long. But uh, so I want to piggyback on Keenan's question a little bit. And so when it comes to, I guess, the Star Wars world, do you lean more Jedi, or do you lean more everyone else in the universe as far as like what kind of interests you? Because I know who we are at the table. Matt's very strongly immersed in Jedi lore. I love the rest of the universe and everything going on in it. And that's why I love the Mandalorian so much. Yes, it does have Jedi lore, but you get to see so much more about what else is happening in the galaxy. So, do you have a do you have a favorite, or are you kind of down the middle?
3: Um, I would say I'm, I'm with you. I like, I like the scoundrels. I like the smugglers, the bounty hunters, like Jedi are cool, but so much of the Jedi story is it's the, it's the hero's journey over and over and right. over again. And that's fine. Cause it makes sense for what the Jedi are. But uh, I, I really like the stories that are not like that.
1: Awesome. See you, Matt. You're outnumbered. That's fine.
4: <laughs> I'm not fully invested in just like the straight Jedi, like the I know, goodies. No, you do love the Je- you, I like, you do I love like the, the, the Revan-esque, uh, right. you know, back and forth Re- Jedi Sith.
2: Yeah. Like the moral quandary proposed by light and dark. Yes. The balance, as it were. I just want to say long live Mandalore. <laughs> I said that I wasn't going to
3: get into this, but like they blew it so hard with the sequel trilogy. That's what should have happened. It should have been... The merging of the dark side and the light as one oh, single yeah. order of—they
2: they screwed that up so badly. Could you say that oh. louder for those in the back? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Trust us, we all—yeah, all, yeah. we all went to see the final movie together, and it was <laughs> oh my god, hilarious as we were walking out of the theater. It was absolutely
4: hilarious. I thought at least we'd get a great Star Wars battle, and we didn't. We oh, just got wait when force. all the ships show up, and
2: you're like, oh, maybe something. Oh, four oh, storm, four storm. That's cool. I guess I wanted to see that, but <laughs> maybe not at the last scene. Yeah.
1: It was pretty crazy. I, I, I think, yeah. I, I think you're preaching to the choir when it comes to us on the, on, the, on the last trilogy. But you know, I, I try not to be a hater about things because it is hard as creators. Creating stuff is hard. It really is. It's not, everything yep. it's, so, it's so easy. It is not. It's a lot of work. So okay. I try not to hate on people too much about stuff. Like I'm like, but I have to say that with those movies, it wasn't that they were just bad star Wars movies. They were bad movies. The last two movies were just bad movies, period.
2: Well, something where the fans have told you what they want for 30 years, and then you're just like, nah, I'm just going to make my own movie. Even as a director, kind of a dick move.
1: And, and for our listeners, just remember, this is just our opinion. Don't get mad at us. We're just expressing how we feel.
2: Uh, it, a fact. Yeah, fact. I, was, I was like, <laughs> we have a universal it's opinion right true. now. Everyone hates those movies. <laughs> They're terrible. We thought, we thought that episode one, Phantom Menace, was the worst, and then we got three more movies that progressively got worse. The uh, what was it The seventh one is okay. Yeah, but the other two are trash. Yeah, I mean it's just a New Hope version two. It, it's like, reskin really yeah. New Hope. For but it, it was like, but it was generation. enjoyable. Yeah, it's a yeah. like new generation of kids watching it; they'll like it. But yeah, everything else is not
1: good. Yeah, I was just watching. Was just I was telling. Yeah, I was Stephen. I was telling these guys just the other day. I was watching a a, a basically a, a compilation of videos yeah. of Mark Hamill throwing sideways shade on the new trilogy
2: yeah that was awesome it's like they're asking me not to talk about the new trilogy (laughs) he walks away from the mic i mean just all this stuff and it's just all this just like just
1: he's so funny and so smart i I, it was i must have been 30 minutes long and i just i laughed at everything he said because i was just like oh my god this guy just he was trying to tell us from 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 the get-go when he got out in the press junket tour he was trying to tell us these these are bad yeah (laughs)
3: Matt, I you? I really enjoy so I really enjoy this. Obviously, retrospectively, like it's so funny how before the uh, the Force Awakens comes out, somebody asks him what he thinks of the script, and he says, "I'm speechless."
4: <laughs> and it's like really funny because he literally doesn't
3: say anything. Like that, that was that was my favorite
2: Mark Campbellism. Oh man,
1: that is perfect. That's absolutely perfect. Uh, Matt, as our resident Star Wars guy, running this S W five 5E- E campaign do you got any
4: do you got a closing question for Steven? Oh a closing question. Yeah. Uh, I mean we've talked a lot about your favorite movie and your favorite kind of uh, section of Star Wars. Who's your favorite character? Of all of uh, everything. Expanding, expanding universe, canon universe, just overall.
3: You know, I I would have said Lando before I saw uh, Solo and the whole like droid love thing. I'll probably
4: just say Han Solo. Han Solo.
1: All right, that was, you made you made you made you made Matt smile for a moment since it's his favorite character that's, too. That's a goddamn good opinion to choose Lando. Dude, I
4: mean, uh, uh,
1: yeah, that, that, like that Billy was Billy
3: D. Williams Lando. is so good. Donald Glover's uh, Lando was so good, and then there's just like the weird droid sex stuff in Solo. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. clearly banging that droid. <laughs> clearly, clearly.
1: <laughs> all right, Stephen, man, it's been fun having you on, man. I really appreciate it. We all appreciate you coming yeah, on. Thanks for having me, guys. Cause like I said, we've, we've been excited about this. So uh, tell everybody uh, that listens to us out there um, and what is the best way to get to the star Wars fifth edition
3: website, star Wars, five e.com or sw five e.com from yep. there. You can find links to all the social media and all of the content that will be on there within a day or so of it being released. That, Perfect. That, easy. That's access.
1: awesome. It's easy access and it's a, it's a, uh, it's a well laid out uh, on your, for, for your phones, tablets, PC, whatever you're looking on, uh, it's all well laid out and easy to navigate too. And that's one thing that's really helpful because there's a lot of good content, <laughs> a ton of content. I mean, yeah, I that
3: website, that website's made by like two dudes. It's it's unreal.
1: Oh wow, are you serious? Wow, holy cow! Yeah, two
3: guys that like volunteered on my Discord. It's like, all right. Wow, they yeah, it's they okay. must have a background because they did
2: a great job.
1: Yeah, no kidding, man. See, they're
2: both they're both like developers for, for full time jobs. Makes
1: oh sense. man, uh, I love it. I love look at passion projects. I love these passion projects. Things Everyone
2: coming together. Everybody format. coming
1: together to to do something larger than than the whole, you know. So um so anyways, at, it was great having you. As as we said, you're welcome back anytime. If you have got anything you want to share with our audience, with us, you reach out to us anytime. If you want if you want to, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. play we're gonna play out here. But go ahead and uh, hang on the line after we play out. strange new worlds productions wanted to take a moment to say thank you to all our dragon tier patrons thank you so much to doug f sutton stephen kirsten nicole beth and charles we appreciate you and all our patrons please visit us at snwproductions.com to see how you can support our passion bringing you the highest quality content for dungeons and dragons as well as keeping the legend lore podcast coming your way